What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Double Minor Podcast. Ryan Dream, Brock Fire. I'm Ryan. He's Brock. Brock, what's up out in BC, bro? Nothing, nothing. Just living the day in the life, eh? Every day out here. It's been good, though. Yeah, hockey how's, season's back, so How's the been fucking good. weather out there right now, bud? It's fucking... It's been really... Here. It's been really, really shitty, to be honest. Really? Yeah, like, in terms yeah. of just, like, the rain, or...? Yeah, not just Same that. here. It's, it's kind of out here when you kind of get into October, November, December, those kind of, you know, winter seasons. Um, it, it gets kind of depressing. Like people told me last year when I got out here that it gets depressing when uh, when it comes winter season because we're all we're all surrounded by mountains. So the sun doesn't come in uh, till around, you know, 10, 30, 11. Then it goes down um, by like four because the mountains just hide it all. So. Um, yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of depressing. I mean, you know, I shouldn't be complaining cause it's such a, a beautiful spot out here, but it's been really crappy lately. I'm not, not too happy, but we got a good day today. It was a nice day, but of course had to spend it in the ring for three hours. <laughs> oh boy. Well, Hey, you know, yeah. that's, that's the life. And, um, yeah, it's kind of in the same here. It's definitely cooling off. It's like two degrees outside. The snow is like right around the corner. Um, I know, I know. It's going to be, I think it's going to be a bad season. I think it's going to be really crappy winter, but it's kind of good for Christmas and everything because you can't have a green Christmas. It just doesn't feel the same. Yeah. Um, but no, I think it's going to be a harsh winter for sure. We've kind of had a messed up year all year round because summer didn't really come till late. I mean, there were some, there were some weeks in spring where it just rained and rained and it didn't stop raining. Yeah, I hear you there. I, I feel like it's going to be the same with the snow. But the nice thing is, is that with the shitty weather, we've got NHL hockey back. Holy fuck, what a great opening night. Your Leafs, <laughs> slow start, yeah. bit of a slow start. Very slow. Yeah. Holy Freddie shit, Anderson were they ever good. Freddie, yeah, their offense kind of took over. And, like, just little accusations like Tyson Berry and his, um, his assist on uh, that fifth goal, I believe. Um, the patience with the puck. He had two apples last night. It was a plus two. He had like 17 shifts going into the third period. He was a stud. He was awesome last night. And I mean, it was kind of cool to see, you know, a couple of the new guys really play well. I thought Kerfoot, despite, you know, not scoring a goal or anything, I thought he played really well. And then Makaya with just a Russian dart was yeah. oh my god that Barry played too to set that up you brought him up yes holy yeah. shit little spinner Emma how you doing that was amazing <laughs> yeah it was uh it was fun to watch I mean um personally I don't think Freddie Anderson had a, a confident night but you know he got the job done Leafs got a dub everyone's happy was not happy um that uh Jason Spezza was playing though I think that guy deserved it playing against his old team and you know growing up being a Leafs fan I thought uh you know potentially Maybe, maybe his final year in the National Hockey League. He's getting pretty old now, so, um, yeah, I don't know. But, you know, got the job done, got the dub, and that's all that matters. That was a big point of contention, man. And, and you know, like Jeff O'Neill on, on overdrive out here, like he was fired up about it. And, I mean, I, I understand, you know, like the whole he's a good veteran guy. He was brought in for a specific job and – yeah, it, it, it really kind of struck me funny as well that he wasn't in that game against his former club. Um, I yeah. mean, I guess it's yeah. not worth getting riled up over the fourth-line center, but holy fuck, that seemed like a bit of a sewer job by Babs. 
Yeah, Nick Shore was in his place on the fourth line, and you know Nick Shore did Nick Shore stuff. You know he's a grinder and everything like that. And Freddie Goche got a goal last night too to get him started. So, I mean, maybe Babcock, you know, kind of sending a message that he's not he's not playing around this year because there was a lot of controversy last year about when they got put out in Game Seven. Um, what else is new though? They always get put out in first round Game Seven. Um, <laughs> that uh, you know he he might be on the block of you know getting fired and you know maybe he's bringing a different mindset um to this Leafs team because you know they're all one year older maybe they can handle more responsibility and more wrath from the coach and maybe that's what Babcock's trying to set the tone in the first you know week of season yeah I mean yeah that's definitely one way to look at it I mean I'm sure they say he's gonna play on Friday I mean we're recording this on Thursday October 3rd um against Lumbus and uh so he's gonna go in and play my cousin no chance of a win there bud but uh <laughs> no I mean he'll he'll play we'll see what he can bring he's not 25 years old anymore we all know what he's gonna be about but uh yeah I mean I think it was a little disappointing not to see him get out there he'll get out there when he gets his shot you know he'll he'll be uh he'll be good solid and just add more depth to the Leafs Oh yeah, he's gonna be a yeah. pro about it. Like, did you see? Did you see Brandstrom getting that skate to the face? Holy fuck, bud! That, that was scary was as close. shit. Oh, that man. was close. Good reminder, Holy. like, of how you know, despite better equipment and and like visors and everything, like shit can happen out there, man. And I like, oh, in a second, like. And I was kind of confused because AM34 just got up and skated away. Like, that was a scary, scary scene. Like, that – and I'm surprised that, you know, more guys didn't come over and help him because I saw the pictures today and they – he was very close to losing an eye, like probably within centimeters. A million percent, buddy. Like, I – and and I think that I think that the reason maybe that like more guys didn't kind of like rush over it happened so fast. Like I don't think people like and he had his back to the bench. I don't think people realized like what had happened initially. Um, but yeah, Matthews. If you don't know what we're talking about, Matthews kind of got in a, a tangle up with Eric Brandstrom at the side of the auto on net last night. Go online and and look at it. There's a still image that's really scary. And Matthews fell uh, forward and his skate came up and caught Brandstrom up high in the face. And his blade was wicked close to this guy's eye. Like, yeah, you're absolutely right, man. That was some scary shit. Yeah, but, um, you know, going ahead in the NHL, I saw a lot of tweets coming from you last night about the Caps. And yet they still won in overtime. They still got that. But I love, I love how... On the uh, on the first goal on Holpe, how like there was a video of Ovechkin not even back checking or doing anything in his zone, and then of course he just scores. Like it's just that's just Ob. Oh man, like the guy on that first goal, like so quick into the game, he's changing, and Nick, like I- I'm a little worried about the Orlov Jensen pair. They really improved as the night went on, and. Orlov scored a Russian dart of his own. Thanks for coming. And, uh, yeah, like, Jensen's just got to be more aware there. That was a terrible play. The Caps were extremely sloppy in the first. And then, yeah, Big O steps out and just releases another Russian bomb. That's what the guy does. And then 
I, I thought literally from puck drop in the second period on and in the next game of the night after the banner raising and the, and the big party keeping it going in St. Lou, I thought from puck drop second period on, the Caps dominated. I thought they were excellent the rest of the game. And, uh, you know, a, a young guy who's signed a bridge deal and, and is still finding his feet a little bit, but already has a cup under his belt. Jake Verona with just a great shot in overtime, wheeling around the reigning Conn Smythe Trophy winner, Ryan O'Reilly. Thanks for coming, bud. Um, with a beautiful shot. That was fantastic. He's looking to try and get 25 or 30 this year. I think he can do it. Uh, overall, I felt the caps looked good. Yeah, they did. And, you know, there's a lot of weight on the St. Louis Blues to, you know, they're not going to – they have a team to repeat, but it's going to be tough. I mean – that was just a Cinderella story to cap off an amazing year. But there's a lot of pressure on St. Louis's goalie right now, Jordan Bennington. I mean, if he has an off year, then, you know, everyone kind of writes him off. Just, you know, one hit wonder kind of thing. But, you know, he's a good, young, um, technically sound goalie, um, goalie speaking. But, um, you know, he's he's very self-aware and you know he knows not to you know get too heated out there because it can be you know he could have lost his shit last night in overtime um but you know he keeps calm cool and collective and that's what st louis needs um they need you know a, a calm and they need a confident goalie back there too you know for the past three years they've been going back to jake the snake allen and you know brian elliott but they both uh jordan Binton, you know brian elliott um, got shipped off, but you know, Jake, the snake lost out to Jordan Bennington. So I hope, I hope he has a good year, but there's a lot of riding on that young kid. Yeah, certainly. And I mean, I, I, I don't think he played poorly at all last night. Like, I mean, I don't think you could fault him on really any of the goals. Ovi's shot is just a laser in his feet that no one is stopping. Orlov's shot took a deflection. And Verona's shot, uh, you know, is kind of almost through a half screen of O'Reilly. And it was just a laser beam. I, I really uh, I really don't feel like he played poorly. But you're right. They need this guy to be good because that's the thing. That's the narrative around Bennington. Is he going to be another Cam Ward where he has a brilliant first year and wins the cup and is a stud and then kind of slowly immediately declines over the years or is he going to be in the mold of like a Patrick Waugh not that he'll be as good as St. Patrick but just came on the scene won a cup and then was dominant for years uh, hopefully for the St. Louis Blues sake it's more in that direction than the Cam Ward direction um I certainly think he's going to be fine yeah I do too um staying on the topic of goalies um, you know, we're going to cover all the games, but right now we're focusing on Washington, St. Louis. What are your thoughts on Washington cutting Copley? Um, well, here's the thing, right? It's like, uh, no, that, that goalie, they, they kept over him. He's supposed to be the goalie of the future when Holpe is done. That's what I've been told. He he is. Um, I'm biased, like obviously. Done. How old is he? How old is he? He's like 20. Sammy's 22. Uh, Ilya yeah, Samsonov. So he's, he's young to be a goalie in the NHL right now. He is. But he, here's the thing is we've been seeing a trend lately of a lot of young goalies breaking in. Like Andre Vasilevsky was 20 when he took over the Tampa crease. Uh, Matt Murray in Pittsburgh. Ilya Samsonov is in a position where he's not going to have to be the guy right away and he's going to learn from one of the game's best and most calm, put-together goaltenders. Um, here's the thing, though. I mean, Phoenix Copley, 
A, it was a money move because Samsonov's on an entry-level deal and it saved them a bit of cap space and the caps had to get under for opening night. Um, B, they want to see what this kid is all about at the NHL level. He's 22 now. He put up sparkling numbers in the KHL, won a championship over there, um, and then came over, had a slow start as a lot of Russian goalies or European goalies really in general do when they come over to America, had a slow start in the AHL. Really, that whole Hershey Bears team at the start of last year was not great. And then he was the main reason that they made the playoffs. In his final 20 games in the AHL, he was the number one goalie in the league by a mile. He had a 936 save percentage and four shutouts in his last 20 games. And he had a 1-3-2 goals against. He was a monster. So I think for unheard that of. reason. That's unheard oh, of. Unbelievable run. He's 6'3". He's a big kid. He's, he's very athletic. I'm biased, of course. But I've been saying for years to my buddies down in Washington who host the Washington Capitals fan cast, uh, what the puck. I've been saying for years since we drafted the kid in 2015, he is full stop the best goalie prospect on planet Earth. And I know I'm a little biased. I've been watching the kid for a long time. He is the best goalie prospect in the world right now. There's another kid coming out of Russia in this year's draft that's going to be a big deal as well. But right now, Sammy's number one. And they want to see, after that great run in Hershey, if he can hang in the NHL. And we're going to find out tomorrow night on Friday. He's getting the start against Barry Trotz Islanders. And that's a big damn test for this kid to go in there and have to play against a pretty fucking good Isles team. Yeah, they're really good. And, you know, um, they just waved uh, Josh Tosang, too. That guy. Uh, oh. Now, he's not he's not reporting to the AHL. Uh, he wants a trade, but I don't know which team would pick him up. He was in that kind of group with, you know, Anthony Duclair and stuff like that. Maybe Anthony's a bit, bit – maybe he's a bit older. Anyways, regardless, he's going into a very tough um, – not position, but, you know, because um, Caps are – obviously a good team, but you know, the Islanders are going to make some waves this year. I mean, they, they kind of got written off last year when Johnny T captain of the Toronto Maple Leafs left. Um, but you know, they're, they're for real. I think, I think they're missing that one piece. Um, they just, they made a really weird, um, deal this year. Um, in the free agency, they signed, uh, Varlamov, yeah, um, yeah. To like a four-year, um, eight, six million, four million, four million. I think he's I think making a, a little over mil. four. Yeah, but like it was a four-year deal at four mil, and I'm Look like, that up. I'm like, what the heck? Because you know Thomas Grice is a pretty damn good goalie, but you know they're going to be good. They're going to be a good team. Um, switching paces. Uh, I guess we we're all talking about the the games last night, and we'll uh, we'll discuss you know next week about yeah, five what million for Varlamov. Five million, yeah, that's crazy. And he didn't well, even have that good of a season last year because Grubauer was there. Phil, he, that kid, that guy is a stud, by the way, and he's gonna he's gonna bring a Stanley Cup to Colorado Avalanche very soon because they're gonna be a good fucking team this year. Yeah, I think Grubauer's uh, legit, and like, yeah, I agree with you on Varlamov. Like, the thing about him is that. 
he's an extremely talented goalie. Like we all know that it's just, and he, he was up for the Vesno that year where Patrick Waugh came in and they had that great year. But the thing with Varley is, it's like, man, this guy cannot stay healthy. He blows his groin out. He blows his knee out. Um, that's a lot of security and term and money for a guy who isn't healthy very much. And uh, I think Robin Leonard is going to have a fantastic year in Chicago. And, and I actually healthy. think, I think they'll make the playoffs. Yeah, that's another like. There's a lot of big tandem goalies um, this year, like goalie tandems. You know, you got Crawford. Yeah. Crawford needs to prove himself, though. You know, that yes, guy he's, was a he's not been healthy. Stud. That guy. That's another guy who hasn't been healthy in a while. Yeah, is, um, yeah. is Crawford. And you know, I'm a big Crawford guy. Big fan of him. I think he's. Uh, I love. Him. I think he's great. Yeah, he's a big. He's a tall goalie, just like myself. And you know, he. Uh, I think he's a great goalie. Um, but he's just been hit with the injury bug every every year, so he can't really, you know, bounce back from that uh, two cuffs he won with Chicago. Yeah, uh, he's, he's had those vertigo issues and uh, back problems, and I mean, Varley's in the same boat, just with different injuries. It's it's interesting to see how the goalie, uh, you know, the new goalies are going to shake out this year. Um, yeah, I don't know. We, weird for there the was Isles. a lot of goalies. There was a lot of goalie, uh, you know. Um, Moves in this offseason. Robin Leonard went to Chicago. Varlamov to the Islanders. Mike you know, Smith. Tim, Mike Smith. Cam Talbot. And you know you got like um, Tampa Bay has Vasilevsky. They got uh, McElhaney. Uh Who's that lefty that won like twenty games? Went twenty and three last year. Louis uh, Domingue. Yeah, Louis Domingue. And they have one more, and I can't think of his name right now. Um, regardless, regardless. Um, but it seems like everyone's stacking up on Kincaid. You know, he was a starter um, for, for Columbus. Jersey. For Jersey. Oh, he right. Was, yeah. He got moved to Columbus. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But he was a, he kind of took over the net from Corey Schneider. That's one team, not to get off pace here, but um, talking about young goalies, Mackenzie Blackwood is supposed to, you know, kind of be the go-to goalie in New Jersey. Um, yeah. You know, they got they got Schneids there, but he's not the goalie um, as he was, you know, back in Vancouver when he kind of took the job from Bobby Lou. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of goalie questions that has to be answered this year because, you know, you got two stud goalies on each team that want to play, obviously, but it's it's just a matter of who uh, who's the better goalie this year. But, you know, there's a lot of... I can name dozens of teams who have, you know, good, good goalie uh, goalies right now. So it, it's going to be an interesting year for goalies. There was a lot of moves this offseason for goalies. I agree, and I, I'm confident that Washington can be one of those teams. Dallas has one of those tandems. Dallas. Yeah, Dallas. Yeah, Hudobin, is, Hudobin might be the best backup in the league right there with a guy like Yaro Halak. And I was just going to say that Halak with Boston. Halak was a stud last year for Boston when Rask kind of, you know. He saved them. Exactly. So there's a there's one team that kind of Florida Panthers, they got Bobrovsky, and, you know, they're bringing up um, another young goalie just like Washington is, you know, just to mirror um, their goalies together. But, you know, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be a good season. Um there's there's uh there's a lot that's gonna happen I believe I personally I don't know what's gonna go on with Toronto like do they add at the deadline it's way too early to 
it's way too early to discuss this, but you know, it's going to be an interesting year. I think there's going to be a lot of, a lot of surprises. I think Montreal is going to be a surprise. I think Florida, they made a lot of accusations um, in the off season, Bobrovsky, Connolly, um, they got Mars or they got uh Borchek back. Um, so it's, it's going to be uh Vincent Trotrack. Sorry, my bad. Um, yeah. It's going to be, uh, it's going to be a, it's going to be a good, good NHL season. There's going to be a lot of, a lot of good teams this year, I believe, which is good. I agree. I'm watching the Panthers as we speak. They're trailing Tampa two one, but they're playing really well. Yeah. They, they are a team under the gun. They, they got to make the playoffs Q on the bench, Bob in yeah. net, really, really good up front. It's their defense. Ekblad, that's a question mark. Yeah. Ekblad's got to prove some doubters wrong this yeah. year. Yeah, holy fuck. That guy, uh, he's so talented. He, he's he got to shut some people up this year as he watching him get into a little bit of a skirmish with Victor Hedman. Well, yeah. I'm not going to lie. Uh, it's October baseball right now, so I got, the, I got the Cardinals game and Braves on, and I look back, and it was 7-3 cards, so I'm about to turn it off, talk to you for – couple of minutes and it's seven six cards whoa so the braves are, yeah the braves are kind of making a comeback here um Breaker of rain yeah he made a nice couple plays today but anyways um going right to you know uh quinn hughes and the vancouver Canucks, and you know connor mcjesus and the edmonton oilers i thought um i was watching the intermission show with sportsnet um they still got you know a good show and everything despite what we've all talked about and one thing is uh, Edmonton's new coach, uh, Dave Tippett, you know, he brings a lot of defensive mind to the game, and he's all about defense first. And that's some things that Edmonton was lacking last year. And it was nice to see Edmonton, you know, um, they were five in the zone. They knew what they were doing. And, you know, it paid it paid evident because they obviously came – they came back and uh, they they won three two with McJesus scoring the GWG. Thank you. I have him on fantasy now on a big deal. How um, you doing? <laughs> yeah. Boy. So Mike Smith is another goal that's gonna have to prove you know Dioders wrong. Um, yeah. Do you think it's a playoff him. team this year? Oh man. I, I, James I, Neal. James Neal needs to prove himself again. All right, yeah, he he that's probably that's a, probably the biggest guy in the NHL that needs to prove himself again. I would say so, and and I I wasn't too impressed with him last night. It's one game, but he was basically invisible. But yeah, that was a great game. All, all four games on opening night were pretty great, and and that one included uh, Zach Cassian had a nice rip. Drysaitel scored very early. The Canucks with some really nice pushback. Quinn Hughes was flying all over. Uh, Pedersen could have had two or three goals. And then, yeah, late late in the third, McJesus just fucking rises from the ashes again and saves the entire city. Um, he's just, oh, my God. Like, Connor McDavid, he is so fucking milky. He just comes in like melting chocolate and just swish. It's I started outside the. He started outside the blue line, dusted the D. Um, before the hash marks like he flew just, through the defense and they had time to close a gap and he just blew by them like they weren't even there and he's had like so many injuries to his leg already in his young career and he's still i think he, he's still the fastest will be the fastest for a long time in the nhl 
Oh man, there, there's nobody after the first two strides that is that is quicker than him. He's he's ridiculous, and he was ridiculous again last night. And Dryside will look good too. So the that that team, I don't think I don't think they're good enough to make the playoffs. And Adam Larson's now out six to eight weeks with a broken tibia, so they had to recall Evan Bouchard. So it got worse for them on the back end. I just don't think they have enough to make the playoffs. I think they'll be better than they were last year. But um, if Mike Smith stays healthy and plays to uh, a high level and James Neal pots 20, maybe, maybe. They need to make another another uh, deal or a trade. Um, their first two lines are elite, and then it kind of falls off. Yeah, you don't know it who, really does. You don't know who's on their third and fourth line. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. They, they – uh, they have a lot of question marks surrounding, but they want to prove a lot of. I was watching Cassian's interview, um, in in the uh, intermission. You know, they want to prove a lot of people wrong, but you know, it's going to take everyone. It's not going to take just McDavid. Yeah, I agree, and and I I think that he's him and Drysaddle are going to have to do a lot of the heavy lifting, and I do think if they do end up making the playoffs, there's no doubt in my mind, Connor McDavid's going to win another Hart Trophy. But we'll see. Um, man. How about that last game of the evening? Man, I'm telling you what, the Vegas Golden Knights, I can't say enough good things about them. Obviously, it helps that the Capitals beat them in the cup final. Thanks for coming. But, uh, yeah, they have done such a good job their first three years in the league here. And developing this rivalry with the San Jose Sharks, like, holy fuck, this team's only three years old. And these two teams hate each other. And I love it. Uh, I was talking uh, on my other show that I host with Clarky, our buddy, uh, today uh, on MWO Sports. And uh, my buddy Steve Sabarin basically said, this rivalry reminds me of Colorado-Detroit in the late 90s. And I was like, man, that's a great comparison. Holy shit, these two teams fucking hate each other. Yeah, and it all starts with Ryan Reeves, big man of the NHL. Um but yeah, they they do not like each other, and you know I um I'm a I'm a closet Vegas fan. Like I just I want them to win. Too. I just want to I just want to see them win. Like I just I wish they won. Not gonna lie, not gonna put your caps down, but I wish I'd see them win the first year they came into the league. How remarkable would that have been? If they you know? weren't playing the Caps, I would have been cheering for that too because it was so amazing. But uh, they happened to just run into a legend, and Ovi would not be denied. Sorry about that, Vegas. But uh, no, <laughs> I, I think I think they're fucking unreal. Mark Stone is an absolute animal. I he's one of my favorite players in the NHL. This guy, I feel like he doesn't get enough love. He's one of the best defensive players in the league. On top of being filth in the offensive zone he do you know mark stone actually leads the nhl in takeaways over the last five seasons and it's a gap of about 30 like this guy strips pucks like he's pavel datsuk in his sleep thanks very much totally just took your change back of the net it's it's unbelievable what this guy does defensively and then he's just a monster in the offensive zone and how about cody glass his uh vegas's first ever draft pick and he just walks in and claps one in for his first NHL celly. Yeah, he uh like you know, going from Edmonton, who, you know, don't have a lot of upfront depth, going to Vegas, they got like 
they got so much depth. They don't know what to do with it. They had, you know, yeah. Pierre uh, Belmore. He was in Vegas, and he now he's in the uh, Long Island with the New York Islanders. Um, but you know, they got like their power play is insane. They would have Stone. Yeah. They would have uh, Marshall. They got Jonathan Marshall. So. Yeah, that guy gets lost now, in the shuffle a lot. Yeah. Yeah, man. And um, now talking about Washington, uh, ex-Washington capital, Nate Schmidt, took a bad, bad knee last night. Um, and I don't know how long he's going to be out. But, you know, he started the season in the uh, in the press box last year because he got suspension. Um, Which was garbage. It was so stupid. Yeah, but anyways, he's a he's a big blue liner for uh, for Vegas, and you know if he's out a long time, that's gonna that's not gonna help them. Yeah, it'll hurt them. They might have to you know call up a young guy like Nick Hag or throw a veteran guy in there. I feel really bad, and I you know and Logan Couture just an unfortunate thing. He certainly didn't do it on purpose, and he actually skated right over the bench and was like, "Listen, I you know I'm sorry about that." Um, Logan Couture is one of the classier guys in the league, really unfortunate. And it sucks for Schmitty because I loved him as a cap. He's one of the most, uh, entertaining guys in the league. He's got that electric smile and, uh, the people in Vegas love him. And I felt so shitty for him. I really hope he's going to be all right. Cause he had to serve that garbage fucking suspension from the NHL last year after having like less than a rice grain of some banned substance, uh, that he probably ingested accidentally. Uh, you know, there was actually a theory I heard. Holy fuck, that's a nice goal. Florida just tied it, and look who it is. It's Vinny Trocheck, top cheese. Sorry about that. I got him on my fantasy. How you doing, Vinny? I got him on my fantasy. Well, you know what? You're going to love this, too. It was a shorty, so bonus point. Um, that was filthy. Wow, he needs a big year. But, yeah, I felt bad for Schmini. And you know what? I actually heard a theory that his tr- the trainers down in Vegas – actually think that what might have happened was that he ate some ground beef that was potentially um because you know how you know on farms now they you know in certain farms they'll inject cows with hgh and different hormones and sometimes they're gonna inject they're injecting more than that shit i swear no i know i know and sometimes in certain cuts of meat depending on you know, the farmer, the day it was injected, the day it was butchered, all kinds of factors. Um, there might have been a slightly higher concentration of whatever hormone the meat was injected with and that he may have eaten one of those batches of meat, um, which, you know, now that, you, you know, I heard that makes a lot of sense. I can't think of anything else because Nate Schmidt did not cheat. He had such a small amount in his system. I think they said it was like one billionth, uh, a seven billionth milligram. It wouldn't even register in like a glass of water. Um, if he was cheating, he would have clearly registered a higher amount. I felt bad for him that that happened to him. The NHL is a fucking gong show. Well, Palat just scored. How about that? Sorry. Uh, Tampa's got the lead again. But yeah, and now for him to be hurt, I really hope he's going to be okay because he had to put up with that horse shit last year of people thinking he's a cheater and all that, and he's not. And then for this to happen, what a bummer. Other than that, though, uh, that was a good game, the most lopsided of the night. Vegas really put their foot down, but... Man, oh man, when Evander Kane comes back, I think November 21st is the next game between the two. That is must-watch TV. 
They need to square up. Oh fuck, they're gonna man. No, no question. Yeah, they need to square up. But I just hope. Uh, I was just looking at Vegas's death. They traded away Brandstrom, obviously to Ottawa for Stone. Suzuki's gone. Um, but you know they got Hag. He, he was a stud in the OHL when I was there, and um, I think he can fill that role if Schmidt if Schmidt goes down with an injury. Hope he doesn't. He's a he's a good player. Yeah, he's really fun to watch, and uh, it would just be a shame. But I mean, other than that, like Vegas looks ready to rock. While Bill Carlson had a good game, he hit the post. He could have had a couple tucks. Um, and in San Jose, I mean, they didn't have Eric Carlson last night. He was he was out for personal reasons. I hope everything's all right there because they need that guy to be a seventy point defenseman again and be dominant back there with Brent Burns. Uh, Martin Jones looked pretty shaky on a couple of the goals um particularly the glass one t low along the ice i think he could have done a better job of cutting the angle off what the fuck do i know i'm not a fucking goalie coach (laughs) i don't know i I just thought he was a little sloppy he did make some big saves to keep the team in it at 3-1 but uh he just couldn't keep it up and uh he you know we've talked a lot this episode about guys that have something to prove holy fuck martin jones needs he had a terrible year statistically last year and he's got to get yeah. back to business yeah. yeah he uh he was one of those uh players that brought in you know johnny quick um was a starter over him in la but yeah he needs to prove himself he hasn't proved himself shit yet so um but you know he has a team to do it they're a pretty good team um so uh hopefully uh hopefully he has a good year and um, gets back to the goalie he was. Yeah, and I, th- I think he can. Um, San Jose's still going to be good, but man, oh man, fuck that. Vegas. Big loss. Big loss for San Jose losing Pabelski. Yeah, man, that, that going is going to gonna be Dallas, a challenge. Dallas, Dallas, um, Dallas is going to be good this year. They're going to be real good. They got... Uh, yeah, they're playing right depth, now. And... Their depth is pretty big, and um, they got Sakura from... Or Sakura whatever what is uh from Edmonton who didn't play last year because he was injured but Dallas is going to be good oh yeah man and they've got one of the best blue line tandems in the league really one of the best threesomes there when you consider young Miro Haskinen who I think is just you know a couple ticks away from winning a Norris eventually you got Johnny Klingberg there running the power play and then uh, S. Lindell is turned into a really competent shutdown defender. I fucking love what Dallas is all about. Um, and, and I really think Pavelski is going to be a guy and uh, to really push them over the edge. And, hey, don't discount Corey Perry either. That guy still has yes, a fire. Yes, Corey belly, Perry. And he can go. He needs to prove himself. He needs to prove himself. Um, I'm just re- I just read now um, another goalie that needs to prove himself is uh, John Gibson. Well, I, I, it's I, tough because Anaheim has been good, but I also disagree because if he wasn't the goalie for the past two years that he was, they would have got blown out of the league. 
Oh, I agree. I, I don't think John Gibson needs to do anything different. If anything, you can make an argument. He's one of the top two or three goaltenders in the league. His stats, considering how many shots he's been facing, his high danger save percentage is fucking off the charts. And like last year, to for the majority of the year, to have a better than a 920 save percentage and un, for a large stretch under two goals against, like, the Ducks were losing a lot, but they were losing close games. Then he hit a bit of a health scare later in the year. But that guy is a fucking stud, and he has been ever since the Kitchener days back in the O. He is a monster. And and you know what? Anaheim, I certainly don't think they'll make the playoffs, but I think they will surprise some people. I like that group of young talent. We're going to get a good look at them this year. Uh, Troy Terry, Sam Steele. Um, you know, Jones. I, Max Jones, I think that they're the youth movement is on in Anaheim and, uh, it's going to be interesting to see, uh, what they can do, but uh, I don't think John Gibson really needs to prove anything to anybody. No, His team I think he's definitely proved him. himself. Yeah, you know, definitely proved himself. Percent. And, uh, Anaheim, you know, they were, they were a dynasty a couple of years back. Um, and yeah, they I were think going they, for it every year. Yeah, so they kind of need to get back to that. But you know, they have uh, great leadership, and um, and Ryan Getzlaff, and you know, he's going to lead the young guys and stuff like that. But um, once those young guys hit form, John Gibson, you know, keeps doing Gibbsy stuff. You know, it's going to be a it's going to be a good run again for uh, for the Anaheim Ducks. So you know, it's. Uh, you know, like I said at the start of podcasting, you just said there's going to be it's going to be a good league this year. I don't think there's going to be Ottawa is going to be you know Ottawa, but um, I didn't mind their game last night. No, um, I thought I they thought, looked good in parts. Yeah, and you know DJ Smith is a really good coach. He's going to push those guys every day, and you know I think Thomas Shabbat there's a lot on his shoulders for you know he's going to have to lead the pack now, and he's going to be you know the next Eric Carlson in Ottawa. So. Um, you know, ever since signing that eight-year um, extension, he's going to have to take on a, a more mature role, and can't be can't be saying any shitty uh, things about his coaches in the Uber <laughs> anymore. <laughs> um, but you know, you know, it's going to be a good league this year. I'm really excited. It's going to be a lot of tough pro line picks for sure. A million percent. Hockey is. It, it, I'd argue with anybody. It's the hardest sport to gamble on. Um, I did win some money last year. I think I ended up with a net $200 after everything was said and done, but it is extremely difficult to bet on. Holy fuck. The Rangers in Winnipeg are in a barn burner right now. Four, four late in the third. Oh, so good. Breadman scored his first goal as a Ranger. Truba got one as well. Oh man. Wow. What a game. I, I'm so happy. Hockey's back. Holy shit. I know. What a I great know. time good. to be alive. I love it. And, the Rangers, they, the Rangers need to win a Stanley Cup for none other than who? Guess who? Who? The King. Yeah, he needs to get a Stanley Cup. I don't know if, I don't know if New York's going to be the place to do it, man. This guy's thirty-eight and, years old. Like, I don't know, but he won't leave can't, New York. I know, and you can't trade him because. Who are you going to trade him for? They got, they've already, every other team's got, you know, a good solid goalie that they can rely on. Not saying that, you know, Hank can't take him to the, to the dreamland, but I'm saying that is like, there's not a lot of teams that's going to take a chance on a 38 year old goalie going for the Stanley cup. 
um, if he doesn't leave New York, so say he doesn't leave New York and he's now 39, regardless, it's just it's a tough situation to be in um, for him. I feel for him. I want him to win and I want New York to win. Um, but, you know, he just needs a cop so bad. Yeah, he's one of those guys right up there with Jumbo Joe that you would love to see win. I respect the hell out of Hank Lundquist. I've watched him battle the Capitals in the same division over the last few years. Um, Here's a fun fact for you. Alex Ovechkin has scored more career goals against Hank Lundquist than any other goalie. Is that a good stat or a bad stat? It's a fucking great stat. That means Ovechkin does his best against dominant goalies. Not a good stat for Hank. Well, hey, man. But I guess they see each other a lot, same division and everything like that. That certainly helps. And, hey, he scores plenty against everybody else, too. It's the big O. But He's going to get 50 this year again? Uh, I mean, I can't. Of course, Yeah, I can't bet against him. I mean, like the safe bet, that's how great Ovechkin is. He is the one safe bet to get 50. Yeah, probably. Yeah, who do you uh, who do you think Vancouver's gonna name as uh, captain? Yeah, their home opener's coming up on Sunday. Here, I I think it's Bo Horvat. He just has so many of those captain qualities. Very similar in the sense, obviously, ha- doesn't have as many accomplishments as John Tavares, but very similar guys personality wise. Just the guy that puts his nose to the grindstone every day, does all the little things right. The coach loves him. I just think he's got leader written all over him. I just, I, I personally think Brock Besser is a slam dunk. Yeah, you think so, eh? Yeah, yeah. Because if it's not him, then it's Pedersen. And I don't know, do you want to saddle the young kid with, with the big letter? Um, right away. I don't know. I, I just think I, uh, or, uh, pardon me, not, not Besser. Did I say Besser? Yeah. I said, yeah, I, I, meant Horvat. Yeah. I meant Horvat. Yeah. I was like, what? I was like, what? I was like, oh, you change your mind a lot there, Drews. Fucking brutal. Unreal. It's been a long day. No, no, no. I meant Bo Horvat, former London Knights stud. Um, for all the same reasons I just said, not the Brock Besser isn't a good player, but no, I, I, I meant Bo Horvat. Yeah. It's Horvat. Yeah, I skate with Horvat sometimes in the summer, and that guy puts his nose to the ground, does his own business. And, like, in the NHL, you see bullets like Ovi and everything, but the main thing is accuracy. Like, if you can see a hole in a goalie, they can hit that nine times out of ten. Yeah, a million percent, and he's one of those guys. He He's underrated in terms of his skill. Everybody knows about how well he reads the game and all the little things that he brings, but his skill is very underrated and he's a really good goal scorer. And, and I think he's going to be a great captain of the Vancouver Canucks. I do too. Yeah, I agree. I think the Canadian market um, this year for hockey, it's going to be good. I think Montreal is going to surprise Ottawa. Ottawa is going to do Ottawa. They're in the rebuild. So I don't think there's many people expecting big things from that. Toronto expecting huge things. Um, um, Edmonton, you know, they still got a lot of questions and, you know, Calgary, we haven't really touched on Calgary yet. Um, they, they, it's a tough situation in Calgary. You know, they had such a good regular season last year and they, you know, they lost to 
to Nate McKinnon and the Avalanche. So they kind of need to prove themselves that they're kind of legit. Um, so they have some weight on their shoulders. But other than that, you know, I think it's going to be a good year for Canada or Canadian hockey. I do too. I think Calgary will be fine. I think David Riddick will be able to settle down. Cam Talbot will be able to do a little bit and contribute. Um, but overall, I think their team is strong enough to get over any goaltending concerns. But the biggest thing for them is uh, where are their big boys when the playoffs rolls around? Because the last couple times they've been there, Johnny Hockey, Sean Monahan. Lindholm after a career year they fucked off in the playoffs and Nate McKinnon I mean he other guys played really really well but Nate McKinnon basically almost took them down practically by himself he fucking torched the flames and uh man when Calgary gets back there because I do think they will get back there simply because they play in the weakest division in hockey um and they're a good fucking team um the big boys got to come out man they they got to be ready come playoff time yeah, 100%. I agree. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I think it's going to be a great year for Canadian hockey as well. I think Montreal will surprise, like you said. Winnipeg, despite some concerns on the back end, I think they'll be steady, Eddie. They'll make the playoffs and be able to make some noise. Um, really entertaining game tonight here uh, against the Rangers. Fucking A. Uh, man, it's just so great to have hockey back. Uh, I'm so pumped. And uh, I think we did a good job breaking everything down. And holy shit, I can't wait to get through the rest of the season and chat it up with you. Because holy fuck, the NHL, it's just the shit. It's going to be a good, good, uh, it's going to be a good year. And um, I'm just reading here, uh, Eric Carlson uh, wasn't uh, at the game last night because they had a baby girl. Oh, man, that's awesome. That's fantastic. uh, Congrats to him. So, yeah, they had a baby girl last night. Um, So, yeah. That's fantastic. I mean, really good news. I I wasn't exactly sure uh, what it was. I didn't do too much digging into it when they said he was away for personal reasons. But that's fantastic. I mean, we're we're all aware, I think, of – what uh, the unfortunate situation that befell him and his wife uh, a couple seasons ago there when he was still in Ottawa, when unfortunately they lost their son Axel uh, to a stillbirth and that, and that just sucked. It was terrible. And uh, man, that's fantastic news. Really stoked for the Carlsons. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Really happy for them. Awesome. Yeah. It should be, uh, it should be an interesting year. Um it's going to be a fun year. I mean, there's a lot of expectations on a lot of teams, and there's a lot of good teams. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be good. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Buffalo is going to be a, a surprising team, too. They're taking on the Penguins right now, and it's 3-1 them. It's going to be interesting. Buffalo's one of those teams where I feel like it's either going to be a, a big hit or a big mess. They, they have got to start making some fucking inroads man those fans are as passionate as it gets in the nhl they fucking deserve a winner jack eichel i think he can score 30 maybe even 40 this year skinny back in the picture darlene's a freak um marcus johansson was a big addition he's wearing an a for them that team has got to fucking get its shit together and at least be challenging for a wild card spot rangers score how you doing who scored? I got to check it out here. There's a big scrum. Who scored that? Was that Shea? Was that Adam Fox? I can't quite tell. Adam Fox, he's going to be a player too. That kid's going to be a stud. New oh, York. Howden. Howden. 
New York had a really quick rebuild, really quick rebuild. And they're I think competitive they're competitive right now. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be good. Capo Caco, he's going to be a stud. Oh, man, he's played really, really well tonight. He's thrown some hits. I just think that guy's a man-child, and he's a rocket, too, a fucking man-missile. He's going to own New York City. I love it. And he's got the oh, funnest yeah. name to say in the league. <laughs> the toughest, too. Capo Caco, I love it. So good. Man, what a great episode. It's fucking great to shoot the shit with you and just break down the NHL. Big win for both our clubs on opening night. Captain Johnny <laughs> Toronto with the big debut with the C on. I love it. Um, yeah, I thought that was a great episode. Great. Nice talking to you, Jurors. Next week, of course, going to be Hell even yeah. even more of an interesting talk now that you know we'll be uh, a weekend. There will be plenty to dig into. Remember, we're on all the best podcast apps. We're on Google Play. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on CastBox. You can find us there. You can find us on Facebook. We're on Instagram, Double Minor with two R's at the end. And, of course, we're on Twitter as well, at Double Minor Pod. Get into it. Let us know what you think. Fucking A, we appreciate you listening. (laughs) 